Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast, where we discuss and analyze your favorite Marvel sports. From JMR Marble League to all go-do tournaments, we'll make sure you never miss the action. All Marble Sports, all the time, right here on the MSW Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome for the second time, still post-season three of RML by a few minutes, to the Marvel Sports Worldwide podcast. My name is Brendan. And I'm Commander Wolf, and this is the second time we've done this intro. <laughs> I wonder if the first one made it in as a blooper. <laughs> I don't know. Um, welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to the show. We got a fun show. We got a lot of fun things. We got a good amount of emails. By the way, let's right off the top, mswpodcast at gmail.com. If you just heard me say that, it means you have the opportunity to email into the show and you should take it because we like to hear from you. And someone, some group of you keep listening consistently enough that it's even blowing my mind. So some group of you should type out a little email, even if it's just like a couple sentences. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from the regular listener. Shit. All right. So do it. Um, mswpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we got a bunch of emails today, so I'm excited. And it's a fun time in uh, Marvel Sports, the end of Season 3 of RML, so we're going to be covering that. We got mm-hmm. some mo-mo-mo-mo motorway coming up for you as well, so this should be a pretty packed and exciting show. Um, anything other than Marvels that's in my life that's important and worth sharing on this podcast? I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, Cuphead released their mm. delicious last course, their DLC, finally. Um, but by the way, this is true. It's really stupid, but it's true. I It took me until like literally yesterday to understand, to, to realize that delicious last course was um, a, a pun for DLC, downloadable content. It took me this oh. long. <laughs> They've been working on that for two years, and I just realized it yesterday. I was like, because I saw they had on the... The little because uh, I listened to the soundtrack, of course, because I love the music. I wanted to hear how the new songs were, and then on the soundtrack album cover, they have uh, "Delicious Last Course" and then like just like the acronym DLC right next to each other. And I was like, "Oh, that's what they were doing." Uh, so that's I, clever. I was really stupid, but um, I eventually got to the, <laughs> to the right answer. Um, <laughs> but no, I listened to the soundtrack; it was good. I actually thought a lot of the songs were good. They, um. I don't think I think I definitely prefer the original Cuphead soundtrack more because I love that old timey jazz style. I love when there's a lot more extended solos. One of the things that the new songs had, while still amazing and jazzy, and um, is that they didn't have extend many extended solos. Like there are very there are there are long enough solos in in some of the Cuphead songs that if you listen to the Cuphead soundtrack um long enough that like some of the solos become iconic like i could literally whistle for you like seven or eight different of the solos off the top of my head from some of the cuphead music but because they're they have like they're almost their own mini songs because some of them are so long and are so creative i mean obviously this the songs are still great in the dlc but there's there's no for some reason the choice was not to have long solo sections so it doesn't have this Hmm. like that and that's what really kind of separated a lot of the old songs for me from the original game, just like some of the iconic sounding solos. But um, that being said, 
Um, still great music. Still bananas uh, music. I mean, it was a composer designed for the DLC as yes. the main game. Yes, okay. and they and they took a different style. They kind of blended hmm. classical and rococo with like jazz, and it was ah, it had some crazy sounds and and wonderful music. Wonderful music for sure. Hmm. Um, all that being said, though. Um, if you have, if you're a big Cuphead fan, I mean, you'll probably know what's out, but definitely go check out the soundtrack if you enjoyed the music from the original, because it is worth a listen. Um, cool, cool. Um, in my life, I'm just like, again, getting used to work. Like I've been, I'm shadowing the text for now, so I'm doing like the 12 hour shifts for now. It's been fun. Like I do get to like, I get along with them pretty well. They're nice, but it is exhausting. But like, then I get like those like long weekend days. Basically, I just get several days off. So like, it's like, it's a it's a give and take. Like you either work basically for three days straight, but then you get a lot of days off. Whereas like other days, like you get like an evening to yourself before, and then like you get your weekends. But like, it's you know, it is what it is. Being an adult, it's it's being an adult. <laughs> Yeah, it'll never stop being that way. That's the thing. Once you get into adulting, there is no going back. But um, that's just how it. Uh, that's just how it be. So don't rush, guys. If I have any advice, don't rush. Enjoy, mm. and it's so hard to do this because I was told this a million times, and I, for a while I just never did. Really, just try to enjoy the stuff that's joyful currently. And it's so mm-hmm. hard to do that because it's so easy and so natural to just worry about the future stuff that you're looking forward to or dreading, to just worry about mm-hmm. it or want to be there because you're looking forward to something or not want to be there without a lot of preparing and thinking because you're dreading it. Enjoy what's right in front of you because at one mm-hmm. later stages, things change so much and there's never any going back. And it's not to say that um, all of adulting is bad. I, I actually... There's some good things about being older and the different stages of life have all have their perks and their different positives, but you never can go back. I can never go back mm-hmm. to being in middle school and enjoying what I did as a middle schooler. I can never go back to being in high school and enjoying um, in the same way. And, and then eventually I'll never be able to go back to college and enjoy what I enjoyed then too and so on and so forth. And then once I have a family one day, if... Maribel has a family then I mean like then I can never go back to the before and and the stuff I enjoyed when I was a single adult like like every time you progress you can't really go back you don't really have the time so enjoy and be joyful about the stuff that is happy mm-hmm. and um, wonderful now um, and yeah, then you'll find and, that you really love it in the moment yeah and, and like one other piece of advice from an old man here <laughs> old uh, man <laughs> Like, don't get, don't tunnel vision your goal. Like, there were several times that near the end of high school and even the beginning of college, my dad's like, are you sure you want to be an engineer? And, like, I never really gave other options more of a, a deeper thought. But it wasn't until my senior year that I realized just how much I enjoy voice acting. And I now realize that maybe I would have preferred being a voice actor. So now I'm like, uh, so, like, it's just important to, like, even if you think you know what you want to do, don't tunnel vision yourself really explore other options and like see what just what it is you you can enjoy in life because it may not be clear to you like i didn't know i liked voice acting to the degree i did until my senior year and so like don't tunnel vision yourself really broaden your horizons yeah no i couldn't agree more um and and i had a very big tendency to do that um and still sometimes do um over just the course of my life where i would get stuck on a new topic or a new interest and i'd be like well this is the only thing i'm going to put any attention into and um 
whatnot. So, I mean, I, I, I can't stress enough that you got to you know, keep your options open and don't like t- say, oh, this new thing that I'm interested in, this is the only thing that I'm that I'm fulfilled by or pursuing or whatever. And just that's all the places your um, energy is going, because then mm-hmm. um, if you burn out on it or find out you don't like parts about it, then then you don't really <laughs> You kind of are left out floating out in the middle of nowhere, you know, so just be aware of that. And then also, um, you know, but if you if you have a lot of different things and you're not sure which one you like to do, then really make sure you spend some time pursuing everything a little bit, especially when you're younger, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, obviously for some careers, it's hard. It's hard to become a voice actor and have a steady, stable voice acting job off the it bat. Is. It's hard. It's very difficult. And That's same with what I like to do, broadcasting. Thing. Like, like I used to, I can't just, I can't just go and be like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna have a triple figure broadcasting job starting right. out of college. No, 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 no. Um, but I mean, I found ways to pursue it. I'm also an engineer, so funny. But um, <laughs> and that's definitely more stable. But I found ways. I made my own side job. I reached out. To, I emailed channels that didn't have commentary and said, but what if I did? in mm. as many words um <laughs> and i i and so you can do that and if you have passions or hobbies and and, and you know if you're good at them or, or or want to really pursue them then then take that time and really try to make you know put that extra effort in to try to make it your own because um you know people will give you opportunities but you have to you have to work and reach out to make them happen so there's a bunch of random advice from the both of us here but uh <laughs> um, I didn't think yeah. this, I didn't think this is where the intro was gonna go. I just wanted to talk about the Cuphead songs. That's <laughs> we're talking about Cuphead. That's where you get. Uh, okay. Um, well, if anything else, uh, no, I think that's all. I think it's time to head to the news. Couldn't agree more. Without further ado, let's go to the news. Marble Sports fans! I'm Commander Wolf, here with the Marble Sports Worldwide News. We've got some big news to cover, so let's get right to it. First up, we have Marvel 1 Season 3 Race 7 at Mo Motorway. A very classic track, with only one change being that the booster has now become a ramp. This race was quite the roller coaster for emotions, as the standings were pretty all over the place. Prim, who started in first, quickly lost a lot of their momentum, and ended in 18th. Not very good. But on the other end of the spectrum, we have Dash, who started off pretty well at the beginning, and by the end, had finished all the way in first place. And not just that, but also with the fastest lap. This marks the first victory for the Turtle Sliders in Marvel 1, and it is quite a sight to see. Congratulations to Dash and the team. But not to be forgotten is Yellow Eye, who finished in second, a pretty great finish for the returning champion for this track. And finally in third is Shimmer from the Shining Swarm. The second half of Marbula 1 Season 3 has just begun, and things are already looking quite interesting. So do not miss the races to come. And now let's move on to the finale of the Racing Marble League Season 3 with Race 6 at the Turnpike Board Track. This track is very notable for two reasons. The first being that it is the first all-wooden track in the series, and the second being a big drop featured in the middle of the track. 
This drop proved to not be too much of a challenge for the racers, although Fury did end up falling short in one of the laps. But the biggest moment came when T-Bot flew off of the track after coming out of the booster. They nearly managed to land back on the track, but they were unfortunately just a few millimeters short. The race was truly intense right up into the very end, as each place was vital to determine who would end up winning overall. By the end of the race, Wild Canuck, in a very dominant performance, took first, followed by Serpent Smart in second, and after a very, very close finish, Swirly took third. This performance would prove vital, as looking at the final standings, Swirly, our rookie for this year, managed to take first overall by only two points. In second, close behind, is Serpent Smart, and in third is Tornado. Congratulations to these three marbles for such an incredible season. All three of them actually managed to make it into the triple digits. Swirly's career is off to an incredible start, and we look forward to seeing them and all the other marbles in the league back again for Season 4. Well, that's all the news. Thank you for listening. I'm Commander Wolf. You are the best fans in the world. Let's kick it on back with the podcast. All right, we are back from the news. Thank you, Waff Johnny Marble, for <laughs> that. Whatever you did, you're doing good. Um, but we're back from the news. Nice. We got a bunch of things we want to cover. We have emails. We have RML, which is uh, relatively important at the moment. And, of course, we have the Momotorway, which is of utmost importance. But I would say let's start Momotorway, hit the emails, and then round out with RML. So Momotorway... Um, I personally like this course. I personally do really appreciate this track. I hmm. like like this. I have a lot of mixed opinions on a lot of different tracks in um in Marbula One, but this one just I like the progression. I like how it starts slow and technical, then has a very clear break moment in the middle with the drop that allows for a quick transition into fast racing. And then the supporting track after that drop really lends itself to fast racing. Mm -hmm. um, easy corners for speed, but and like long enough straights in between to really allow the speed to to develop. I also like um, that one kind of kind of semi muller corner, I guess they do on the on that one hairpin where it's at least divided into two lanes. And the two lanes exist for a good long time, starting in the straight and going through the corner. Those kinds of things I thought really added to the track as a whole. If I guess mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is I'm just jumping into the track design. But that those things were um Big for me. I really enjoy those things. So, Mo Motorway, Mo, wow, Mo Motorway always scores very high for me as just a, a, a track to enjoy. I feel like I give it like a seven the last couple times. I might even get higher this time. But Waff, initial impressions on the track and the race. Uh, yeah, aesthetically, I, I really like like the ocean. Like, like it feels like like one of the most full uh environments. Like, like the like the green like grass on the ground. I think across the entire track. Like, it, like it, it makes it feel the most vibrant in a way even if there's not like not a whole lot of asian theming which is kind of strange but you know it is what it is i like that the drop is there and that like it like the old booster like had like the boost pad and like then like the like the uncovered track parts to slow down marbles like the booster kind of did something but here the drop while it does affect all marbles now does actually give him a decent speed boost 
which makes that last section a lot faster, and I kind of appreciate that. So yeah, Mo Motorway, honestly, seven. It's a pretty good solid seven, yeah. I'd probably give it an eight, to be honest, um, track-wise. Um, and the race was also exciting as well. I do want to point out one thing that was big, because remember back when we were talking about Red Eye was? Red Eye in the Mellow mm-hmm. Yellow race. And we had that whole yes. analysis, that um, term completely ignored, by the way, and just focused on the fact that I didn't like rapidly, but whatever. We had this whole <laughs> wonderful analysis, and this is one of my favorite moments in the podcast for a while, where we dove into the, what was that? Well, I guess we didn't really come up with a nice term for it, that that pinching maneuver, that slingshot right. maneuver between um, that a marble kind of, it, it's not it's not really caused, it's like a marble... A marble lets it happen to themselves in order to be shoved away um, for speed. A compression maneuver, maybe? Yeah, a compression maneuver, whatever we want to call it. In the qualifiers for Momoto, and this happened a few times um, in the regular race to a lesser degree, um, because there's, you know, there's sometimes very obvious slingshot maneuvers, and then sometimes it's like the marbles aren't touching, like they're just barely scraping each other, but it still makes a little effect on the speed for the for that sandwiched marble. But um, but so it happens a lot. It's just sometimes it's very obvious. In the Momoto way, um, Cosmo brought that maneuver upon himself in that last lap of the the qualifying that, that Q two that that Q two race for pole, <laughs> um, and he almost. And I guess I can pull it up here on the YouTube if you guys really want to see. But he yeah. almost overtook first place. Very close. And I was really excited to see that. Because that maneuver, it, I mean, it's it's one of those maneuvers that you just, like, it, if I never brought it up, most of you might have never even noticed that that's something that commonly happens race to race. Um, but it was very, it was so wonderful to see that. To see that, like, attempt put on. Um and then it almost actually worked. Here, I'm going to try to move forward here. Um, we'll go... Well, you should be on the Chrome here watching this with me. <laughs> I'll go to 0.25 speed just so we can really see it again. Um, final Analyzing lap. the qualifiers. This is a new one for you. Final lap here. Uh, we'll just kind of let it percolate to use a overused word. Um, <laughs> so here we go. So you see Cosmo here on the left coming down to the middle. And then, and then he kind of flips back right. And you see behind him is Shimmer. Look at this. I think it was here in the last lap. Look, he cuts inside in front of Shimmer and then almost catches right up with Prim. Do you see that? He's on top of Prim. Even in 0.25 speed, you can see the change in speed between... Yeah. I mean, this is wonderful. Yeah. This is when you see... Look, look at it. He's cutting inside, but then he cuts... He sees Shimmer there going right to the wall and cuts back in front. Oh my God, that's one. That that is one of the most expert okay, marble sports maneuvers I've seen. I if love that. If you are not aware of this, please watch this with me on the YouTube show one more time because this is so. This is so one of the most important high level maneuvers that that a veteran racer can pull off. I mean, I mean, this is just beautiful to see because what cosmo does here i'm gonna pause for a second what cosmo's doing here is cosmo has peripherals cosmo has good course awareness because you can't pull this off if your awareness of other marbles is not um is not there because not not only do you need to be in the right place at the right time but other marbles don't want this to happen to them because the other marble that is affected by this maneuver loses a lot of momentum 
they usually end up stopping for, for a brief second or they end up going even backward for a second or they just end up half speed. And actually, Shimmer here is more of a half speed case, but case to case to case. The, when we analyzed Red Eye, the, um, I believe it was um, Clementin, but it might have been Orange, and whichever one it was actually came to a dead stop for a millisecond or so. So um, it is not in another marble's best interest to be involved in this maneuver. So you not only have to have that great course awareness to be in the right place at the right time, but to know when to aim yourself to the right place for the right time so that the other marble is not expecting it, seeing it coming, and doesn't have time to adjust to make sure it doesn't happen. Because mm -hmm. of because look here, Cosmo here goes inside, almost juking out um, Shimmer for a second to be like, okay, I'm taking this inside line um, to try to cut off Prim. Shimmer and Shimmer leaves to the outside, and obviously Shimmer's strategy at this point um, is to run right into that outside curve early on and try to whip through the outside curve, um, which is you'll see the direction here. Look at the direction here. Um, if you could see my mouse pointer, he's he's just come off the edge here. He's about to roll with that outside line. And usually if you can roll that outside line of the curve strong, when you start outside beforehand, you can just sometimes pick up some nice speed um, through through that kind of whipping motion. And so, I mean, right now, I mean, Cosmo and Shim are almost even. And Cosmo is not giving any signs that he is trying to pull this off right now. But he sees Shimmer there. He knows what Shimmer's plan is and chooses this moment to cut right back. Dude, the direction cut. I mean, look at the cut, Woff. Do you it's see so, this cut? It's very good. Look at this I cut. love it. Look at this cut. Back again. Look at how crazy this change of direction is. Shimmer goes out, it goes inside here, and then at the right moment cuts back it's cuts back away. That is amazing. And then and and it was timed perfectly. He got right in between. Shimmer was about to hit um the apex of this turn to try to take the this the back half of it for some speed. And Cosmo cuts right in front. Shimmer can do nothing. Shimmer can do no shit. Okay? The, there's nothing Shimmer can do. And look at this. Look at this. Boom, slingshot, and even on 0.25 speed. I literally pause like a maybe a quarter of a second later. Look at the distance between these two marbles already. Then look at it. Look at the distance now. This is not even not even a quarter of a second later. The distance now. Now we split Prim and Shimmer halfway. Boom. Actually touches Prim only a second later um, or even half right here. And, and unfortunately... Um, Prim got a lucky bounce, I think, off of this this bumper, so kind of shot forward a length and had a really good um, sling through that final turn. But that was amazing and close, and I give a lot of props to Cosmo for for being able to think that, see it, and execute it in the end of that race against other skilled marbles and actually almost pull it off. That was really, yeah. overall, one of the most wonderful things that I've seen probably in, in Marble 1 this season, besides, of course, Red Eye's maneuvers. That's pretty awesome. I, I, I honestly miss it. I think I really need to get back into, like, looking way more closely at races, because admittedly, both because of my, like, my time being spent on other things and also having seen so many races, I have not been watching them as close as I used to, and I think I am missing out on a lot of the fun because of that. Yeah, that's what, and, and like, I, I fall into the same thing, because things have been admittedly not easy um lately as far as energy and um you know being able to make time for everything but so i just i just tend to make time so i'm watching the races right before the show because then i can if i catch that it's in my head 
right? And then I'm like, all right, I have I blocked this time out for the show. I blocked a little extra time out to watch the races beforehand. So I'm gonna look for things that are cool so I can go right into the show and talk about them. Because if I watched it way before and then I didn't and then I didn't prepare, then I would forget. Because then I wouldn't have time to sit down and kind of, you know, write a bunch of notes out. So I don't have to write the notes out because I'm literally watching the race right beforehand. So all the things in my head are coming out right now. Um, <laughs> but truthfully, that maneuver is, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That one is just so big. And I, I keep bringing it up because we missed it for years. We missed it for years, Waff. First two well, seasons of, of Marbula 1, I never even brought it up. Well, do we know it was there? Have those maneuvers been done? In oh, the first those two maneuvers seasons? were going on, I think, in some degree, definitely in the first two seasons. I would actually like to go back and watch earlier races and see how often they happen. I bet there's some examples. It's just something that our eyes didn't catch until we've seen a lot of racing. Because this mm. is more of a Marbula 1 thing. You're not going to see this in balancing or even Sand Marble Rally, really, because... It's more of a straight run there, but I mean, this is, um, I just find these particular, uh, this particular mover so high level, so advanced, so like only elite racing, um, capability that I don't know, this worth pointing out, worth analyzing. And I hope for the people that actually get to watch the visual part of this show with us, you can really enjoy, um, what I just showed you there with Cosmo, because that was, that's a one, that's a clear example. We got to see it clear. There is no confusion about what happened there. You can see mm. Cosmo making the move inside, and you can see the speed he got right out of that. Yeah. Wonderful. Maybe if, if the fans can like actually go back and watch me older seasons, like give us time t- time stamps, like to check out because admittedly yeah. I don't have a t- I don't have the time to go back and watch all of Marvel one seasons one and two. Truthfully, I'd like some emails. I would like some emails. Just just even a couple people. Because I, I, I'm assuming there's some people out there who really like the details of Marvel Sports. I mean, that's why you're listening mm-hmm. to a podcast. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I would like to hear what you guys think about that. Is that something you've noticed forever or something that um, you learned just from me on the show? Um, I mean, like, like, what is your thought on that? Is that even something that you even consider a high-level maneuver or you're just like, oh, that's just all luck? What is your thoughts on that? Because I think it's, I think it's a big part of Marvel 1 Racing. I'm always worth pointing out because often if it's used in the right moment, it can really devastate standings, the current standings in a race, because it really, it really shakes things up for two marbles, which can shake things up for so many surrounding marbles. Um, but I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. Waff, you want to talk about anything else race wise? Uh, well, Cosmo then got fifth place in the race, but barely, just barely. Team Galactic. So, so yeah, they got that fifth. It is crazy that their their fifth stats are way higher than anybody else's fifth stats, which is really crazy. Like, how? Like, physically how? It's like like it's on par for me with like the 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 statistic of Helios winning a lot of Marble Mayhem in MSPN. (laughs) Like, 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 like it's like it's like it's one of those things where it's just like how. How does this keep happening? I mean, and it's con- so it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be as consistent as it is. Maybe it's like a science we don't even understand yet. I, you know, I, I don't even know. Like, I, I mean, like, we kind of really understand the science. Like, we, we talked about it multiple times, like how marbles aren't made perfect and they have micro damage over time. And like MFA brought that up a long time ago. Yeah, but the, the butterfly effect type of factors that go into a marble sports race that has twenty marbles in it, and for and for across not just Marbula 1, but all the different types of events and tournaments that happen here in mm-hmm. 
in JMR to continue to have one team by far and away get fifth way more than any other team, not just in individual events, but over the course of many different individual marbles and overall finishes. It is crazy. It is crazy. It's really ridiculous. Crazy. And that's, it's, it's these things that we that I love about Marvel Sports so much. When those weird correlations continue to happen, that form those ideas of actual sentience almost and consistency and it skill. Really and I, I love it. It's so great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with Dash. Da- yeah, Dash. I'm assuming you were going to say Dash. Wow. It is... One of the reasons I'm super impressed with Dash here, I don't know if you caught this, well... But when in the back, like in, in the back, like five laps, say, or even the back eight laps of this race, things really cleared up in the in the front. You were really just looking at yellow eye dash and a little bit of shimmer mm-hmm. in those back eight laps. And when usually when things clear up and yellow eye kind of has space to do whatever he wants and he's not you know pulled back by those pack of marbles, yellow eye gets what he looks he's looking for. But Dash held off on Yellow Eye for like five laps where it was just Yellow Eye, really. It was really just Yellow Eye. I don't know when it really starts. I'm going to jump ahead here in this video. I think it was like around like like lap 11. Um, it might have been a little later. Um, like, yeah. looking, at the, looking at the chart, lap More like 10 the last is like few right laps. Yeah, yeah. But like, like when, when Shimmer flips back and Yellow Eye is just, you look at this, it's Yellow Eye, Shimmer, and Dash. And Dash still holds out against Yellow Eye for all those laps. It's really cool. I I don't know. I just thought that was like impressive because Yellow yeah. Eye. It's hard to beat Yellow Eye. I mean, Yellow Eye found an easy way around this track too. This track is Yellow. Yellow Eye is good at this track. And yeah, like they, one last time. Yeah, it's like and it's just it's crazy to see. I'm glad to see Yellow Eye doing better. Like I know like Crazy Cat's Eyes winning like winning again would be repetitive and boring. But like Yellow Eye, like has been kind of like people be like, yeah, is Yellow Eye actually good? It's like, yes, yeah, y- yes, Yellow Eye is good. Yellow Eye is they, very now good. Now they, they can show it again. It's like, yeah, I'm doing amazing. Where are they in the individual standings right now? Where's Yellow Eye in the individual standings? I don't know. Um, they, I have to jump ahead and see stats. Um. Oh, here uh, that's we a go. great question. Yellow Eye is currently in. Yellow Eye is Wow. They moved up nine places. Dash went up 12. <laughs> Wait, Yellow Eye is not as high as I thought. Red Eye is way. Red Eye had a much better season so far. But then again, Yellow Eye is really good at this course. Mm hmm. And Red Eye is just one point behind Clutter. Clutter is still. I can't. That's so, so crazy. Yeah, I mean Clutter. I mean, but Clutter had some good races, and we. I mean, oh, even I, in, even the, the race where we praised Red Eye, it was a Clutter was a very good Clutter race. Right, and I I forgot the, there's an asterisk on it. So Clutter has raced one extra oh, race. Oh, yeah, so Clutter has raced uh, race another. Oh, and so is Yellow Eye and Dash. Yeah. So that's that's something to keep in mind. But so like, Red yeah. Eye and Orange are probably going to retake that top place in the next race. Mo- well, yeah, unless they do, unlike Red Eye is not gonna get a zero pointer. That's never happening. No, no, that's not gonna happen. I mean, like that's rapidly thing to do. Rapidly <laughs> zero point. All these Poor zero rapidly. pointer. And what did rapidly? Rapidly. Let's talk about rapidly. Let's talk about rap. Hey, high term. Let's talk about rapidly. 
Oh. What did rapidly finish? Let's let's remind ourselves rapidly finished. The, ah, I finished ninth, so I guess I can't get too mad. But again, like, I mean, come on, is this? I mean, I mean, you can't justify all those zeros and then throw a bunch of sevens in there and say he's he's worth. We shouldn't try Wizzy or shouldn't try Swifty or whatever. I, I I don't know. I just don't understand it. Like, I mean, there needs to be a new Savage Beater out in, in the Marvel One world. Needs to be a new one. Should be a new one. I just, I mean, look at. I just want to remind people, whoever might be a little doubtful again, again about rapidly being in their next season. The Savage Beaters are in 14th place. Do you think the Savage Beaters like being in 14th place? You think this is where they they are happy <laughs> being? Do you think they like having similar points counts to the Gliding Glaciers who didn't even exist the last three years? No. I'm answering the no. question for them. No. Try a new marble. If the Savage Speeders were sentient, rapidly would, would already be done. Okay, that's true. He would they would remove him from the race and overwork Speedy or something. I come on, guys. Don't be ridiculous. Savage Speeders, they gotta they gotta cut him out. They gotta try someone new. And I'm sure rapidly would be okay with that because he seems to excel and enjoy Marble League a lot more anyway. Mm. What do you okay? So we got live chatting rapidly is high risk, high reward. I mean, what's the reward? I don't care about a few medals. Have you put up seven zeros? Uh, I well, I guess that, that that is the nature of high risk, high reward, right? Like, yeah, if you like, like, like they can have a good position, but like, I think they are more risk than they are reward. High risk, high reward means that there is a very high negative, but that means there is a high reward. What is the high reward? Tell me what the high reward is. Because I'm not seeing much high reward. No, but like, but like the re- <laughs> speedy. Carried that. They had four zeros in season two. Four. Four! Waff. Four. That's a lot. That's a lot of high risks for a couple medals. When I'm telling you, when I am telling you that the other options, the other cards on the table include swiftly, whizzy, velocity. I mean, those are wonderful cards. That's like having like a royal flush, but playing a two pair. Yeah, I well, there's something like important to mention here. Both the wow. Savage Speeders are in 24th and 25th overall. They're not even in the top half. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. Well, Speedy's having a tough year too, and I, but I think Speedy has he's done well enough in the previous years that he's not someone that we should scream about as much because he he has proved that he his high reward is comes at with less of a risk, we'll say. Because he was consistently very good the first two seasons. He was. Yeah. They were. Like, I don't know what, what like, I think we talked about this before, like, but, like, are the Savage Speeders on a decline? Are they? Yeah, well, we had that conversation, and honestly, it's possible. It's possible. I just can't get around. I can't find a way around where I think, well, how do you know? How do you know, live chat again, that Swiftly, Wizzy, and Velocity are meh, as you say? You don't know. You just know you have these wonderful cards on the table. You're talking three of the best marbles overall. You know what one of them gives you. You know what Rapidly gives you, four zeros. (laughs) 
You don't know what they give you. You couldn't possibly say they are mad because you don't know. You just know that overall, they're quite the group of marbles. And one of them's got to be given a shot. That's true. When you you're, have an, you're very right. When you have an arsenal that has such overall quality, another option is worth a shot for a season. And when you're sitting by the gliding glaciers in the bottom half going into race eight, then uh, as the Savage Speeder coach... You know, I'm making calls for the bullpen for the following year. If you know what I'm saying, I, I, I don't want. I can't. I can't get around it. I cannot find a way around this where I think rapidly might stay. I can't. Uh, yeah, I will say. Or it makes sense. I think. At least. I think the best way to, for the for the Savage Speeders to test this out is the next time they have a friendly competition or an event in a a uh, like a less important Marble League, for instance, that's very similar to a Marble League tr- or Marble One track. They should test out one of those three. And see how they do, because like it would be like a low risk situation where it's not like the like it's not like the the Marble League title is on the line or anything. It's just like it's a friendly match, but that'd be a good way to gauge. Hey, here's what their skill is. Yeah, yeah. They, I wish they could do that. Um, I'll respond to a couple more live things and then we'll move on. So one thing, one person coming in trying to <laughs> trying to redirect us how the sliders win. I mean, I. Which is a good point, and by the way. And fast slap. And fast slap. Yeah, and fast slap. I, listen, I'm not saying anything about ML2022 with the with the context of the turtle sliders. Because remember, we're talking about a team that is not very good in the Marble League. Like, really bad in the Marble League. Like, showdown <laughs> bad in the Marble League. Um, but I will say, Dash showed signs of being able to do this right from the beginning of Marbula Marbula 1 season 3 hmm. we saw instances where dash had very good qualifying finishes we saw instances where dash had moments towards the top moments in the top 5 moments in the top 3 earlier on didn't stay there cuz you know he struggled but showed potential and i think i think that we saw that we saw hints of that earlier on you know it wasn't just a a last place marble just you know getting nudged ahead right i mean like i mean we saw we saw potential there and it was good to see it kind of come to fruition mm-hmm. um but i will say to respond to the other comment rapidly's top half finishes equally weigh the zeros no no last year had last year's season had um 12 races, 12 races in the season, rapidly raced six, rapidly in six races, rapidly scored four sets of zero points in six. That's already more zeros than top half finishes. Not to mention that, like, unless you're scoring only gold, only golds, probably plus a bonus point too, let's be real. You can, a gold balance is a zero. A gold balance is a zero. So score score only golds and equal the zeros, and then you can talk to me. But that's not even what happened. He doesn't score only golds. Okay. Nor does he even equal the top half finishes versus zeros. A bronze is not enough. Whatever. And yeah. by the way, come on. Where are they finishing now? What are the standings now? I mean, okay. I'm not going to go too much more rapidly. I, I, could t- I could yell about this for full episodes because it is so clear to me, yet so unclear to most people. 
people are just really wanting to give rapidly a second more like the benefit of the doubt and like i okay y'all know me i'm a ben- i give everyone the benefit of the doubt every I even single give one every single human from waff if you want benefits of doubts that okay waff I give it to humans and non-sentient beings alike. <laughs> and even I'm like, Rapidly has had their chance. Multiple times. And while, sure, mm. the, the, Speedy is also not doing good this season, the, the fact of the matter is, is that, spe- is that spe- this is uncharacteristic for Speedy. For Rapidly, this has been consistent now since season two. Back to- They need to try someone else. They just gotta but- try someone else. Back to Momoto way along these same lines, if you look at how rapidly raced in this race, I mean, he threw away opportunity. I mean, it wasn't even, you know, I mean, like it wasn't, it wasn't like, it's just like one little area of his racing that needs to be like pulled together. And then he's like uh, back to putting it all away. I mean, like, I mean, look at, I mean, he, wait, I'm trying to get the, the starting grid. Um, Do we have ah. Do you have a list of the starting grid? Uh, well, I know that rapidly started in seventh, and then they shut down to like what was it? What did they end in? Ninth? Uh, seventeenth in lap three. Yeah, I know. I saw him in seventeenth, and that bothered me. And I think he ended in. Ugh, God, it's it's annoying flipping around these videos to get to get the stats I want. Not as um, bad as Prim though. Yeah, but like Prim, Prim is not on the table to be on the Savage Speeders vanguard of marbula one i mean you know what i'm saying so so honestly you know sure sure but like prim has been known to be like was at least in season one was known to be a good racer and then season two they were they were then doing very good this prim prim is the rapidly of the of the of team primary now I, I we've been oh my gosh I didn't I I fi- I don't know why I finally put that together but that's that is so true Prim is look. the rapidly of Team Primary that's the takeaway to take away from this episode <laughs> I'm sorry Prim I don't mean to pile on the hate but it's undeniable it was really bad to see both of those marbles go from. Um, first of all, um, Prim really threw it away, but rapidly also threw away a relatively easy Q2. Mm -hmm. Got into Q2, wonderful, and and really did nothing with it. When if when you talk about rapidly, at least when you when you face rapidly, if you were talking about it back in like season one, say, I mean, like, I mean, that's a that's a tough racer, and you should be at least coming out in the top half of Q2 there. And he just got stuck in the pack and nothing. And then dropped down to 17th and barely climbed his way back up to 9th. So he really, he made it okay. But I mean, I mean, these are not wonderful finishes. These are not golds balancing out zeros. I mean, I mean, the marble couldn't even like stay within the top half or even, or, or even face marbles that are not even big deals in the Q2. I mean, like rapidly was going up against the likes of a... Oh, God, I got to get the starting grid again if I can. But, like, I mean, going up at, like, Cosmo. I mean, Cosmo's not supposed to be better than Rapidly. Dash is not supposed to be better than Rapidly. Prim is not really either, maybe in this scenario. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, he wasn't going up against seven crazy cat's eyes in the Q2. I mean, it should have been better. Should have been better based on what people have been saying regarding um, uh, Rapidly. Anyway. Yeah. 
And, and further evidence for Rep Prim being rapidly, I'm pretty sure there's a past race where rapidly qualified near the top, if not in first place, to start the race in pole and then finished near the bottom, just like how Prim did this race. <laughs> first to 18. 18, man. And when Waff's yelling, you know it's serious. So um, bad. That is really bad. But uh, again, I mean, well, primary's not winning any, uh, winning any seasons, are they? That's Mo Motorway. That's um, Mo Motorway. Let's let's do a quick survey here. Um, by survey, I mean kind of a oh, shiny swarm. We should talk about shiny summary. swarms. Shiny swarm. Shimmer. Do Hello. Do you want to they talk about great. shimmer? Shimmer did th- awesome. Any thoughts regarding shimmer that are worth sharing? Uh, shimmer did. Wh- I'm looking at the graph. My word, shimmer. Fourth, then all the way down to 11th for lap, lap two. And then it's like, I'm climbing, baby. Actually, I'll put this graph up here so we can... Um, Held first place for a decent chunk there. Shimmer? Shimmer's doing good. The Marbeats are coming. <laughs> Shimmer here, yeah. Shimmer, yeah. Shimmer almost had that most laps led, which is not a distinction in GMR, but still something I think about now because of RML. Um, mm-hmm. They almost banished that. And... Um, they led a chunk of a race where yellow eye was a problem. Yeah. So that is also impressive. Um, my problem with shimmer, you want to talk about shimmer? Cause you seem to want to, my problem I, with shimmer I, in I this race was that shimmer. I mean, I mean, obviously we should commend him for being as, cause like, this is the, this is probably the best he's ever raced. Truthfully. But a shimmer was too easily thrown about, thrown about by other marbles. Shimmer was not very forceful on the track. Shimmer was not very, um, how to say, he, he wasn't ever the dominant presence when there was a battle between two marbles. Hmm. When it, he, was, he was a fast marble. He knew how to race this course. Obviously practiced, obviously smart racing, but did not, did not do well when having to deal with other marbles um at the top which became a problem so he did lead for a while but once there was some pressure some real pressure because look at this lead i mean he had he had gap but once this gap closes then it gets really hard for shimmer and and things start to fall apart yellow eye ran right over him i mean it was it was just easy sure it that but like, that i guess point. to be but maybe you can make an army of the like yellow eye again previous champ from this race against shimmer who has never raced here before which so. is fair, which is fair. But I just think that Shimmer was good was when he got space, but needed space to hold a lead. Once there was pressure, he didn't know what how to do with it, do anything about that, um, mm-hmm. which made it very hard for him to actually win, even though he raced well. Um, yeah. And coming off this elevator here, this was Dash's thing, and Shimmer, Shimmer had, you could just tell it was not, it was a hesitant movement. And then once Yellow Eye got right on top. I mean, Yellow Eye just outjuked him here from behind, really. I mean, so it, I don't know. I just thought Shimmer was not as bold as he should have been out there on the track. And so once once other marbles were making big moves, Shimmer didn't really mm-hmm. have any responses to the moves, you know. Sure, sure. Uh, and uh, we're coming up on a little long here. So I guess the last thing we mentioned is like how uh, Mo Motorway, like Greg is talking about like maybe it being a classic. And honestly, I think I might I have to so. agree. Like no, bi- no Momo bias here. Like, like it is one of the most consistent tracks. Like it has received very little changes, 
and aesthetically, it, it just like, it's gotten better over time. I feel like Mo Motorway is one of the best tracks that they've had. No, I I I personally think it's such a balanced track that it always it's super makes balanced. for a solid race. It always makes for a race that forces marbles to really show raw skill. There is not mm. much luck involved in Momotoway. True. Everything is placed in a way that forces marbles to really be smart on the track. You have the split you have that split moment. You have to be smart with that split moment. Sometimes the the outer line is actually a little faster. You have the drop followed by by longer straights and turns. So you it's not just luck and bouncing around. No, you have to be smart about how you drop, where you drop to, when you choose the lanes to speed up. Like you have to be smart because you have room to race. Then that technical section at the beginning with all the with the turns and chicanes. I mean that forces mm-hmm. marbles to have agility on the track. There's no there's no there's no nothing to hide behind. There's no toppings on the pizza. I guess is the analogy I'm going with because someone always said to me that um, when I try a new pizza place, I always get the plane when they try a new place because you can't. Sometimes if you get if you go to a new pizza place and you want to see how their pizza is, but if you get someone a lot of toppings and you can hide behind the toppings, so you can actually mm. feel like you're having decent pizza when the pizza itself's not that great, but you but you know they put all that buffalo sauce or whatever on it, but you, and you and you just like that. Um, so that's the analogy I'm going with here. There's 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 no toppings on Momoto Way. There's no toppings to, to hide behind. There's no weird honeycomb section to, to for marbles to kind of pinball around in. There's no sand section for marbles to kind of get stuck around. You know, it's it's very plain pizza. It's a good plain pizza, a course that I it is a classic and and like it's a well constructed plain pizza. But I fuck with pizza hard too. Um, live chat <laughs> or term in this case, I really like pizza. Um, so I just heard I heard that from a podcast. I think a different podcast how they try new places. I think it's smart you to try the plain first. You you can't hide behind the toppings. Um, mm. But it's a good plain pizza, and it requires raw, intelligent racing. So that's why I don't know. That's why I'm a big fan of Momo Bay, and that's why I think we. It was so impressive to see the likes of Dash and the likes of Shimmer do so well. Hmm. Let's run through some emails. How about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we've, we've run our course on discussion here. Okay. Um, so Dave Dave Knox writes in with the, with the Crimson Lady as the subject. And we'll get to this after the emails, but we'll, I guess we'll cover a little bit now. Um, he says, the best of the strong Utah representation in RML will be truly missed. So if you didn't know, Crimson Lady, I guess originates from Utah, is actually retired due to um, an injury. Oh, no, we talked about this last time. Yeah. Yeah, we, we talked about this last episode. So due to injury, if you didn't know, injury. We talked about this last episode in detail if you want to hear that. Um, so uh, this is the first marble, and I mentioned this actually in my commentary for the race. This is the first marble. I mean, I say first because I think the crazy cat size are gonna gonna be the second by the end of this season of Marble One. But they're the, this is the first marble, and right now the only one to not just repeat champion in a professional marble sports production, but be a consecutive repeat two seasons in a row, first place, undefeated overall. Um, and, uh, sorry, I got confused by the LMAO. Brendan sure loves making takes about a podcast he's never listened to before. 
did, when did you make a, t- a quote, a comment about the podcast, though? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. Understand I, I don't comment. Yeah, I I don't know. Like that is irrelevant to anything we're talking about. Just go, keep going. Okay, I um, I don't. I didn't hear it. Did you say anything about about let it roll? I didn't. I hear. Don't. Um, I'm missing out on that. You're gonna have to explain that one to me. Um. Yeah, I think I think term has just got selective hearing. Maybe though, term is also term. Term also term also had a lot of things to say that didn't make a lot of sense last time he criticized um, an episode we put out. Listen, whatever. Um, love yeah, the guy. About, to death. We're talking about R, we're talking about RML. Yeah, I'm here, talking term. about I'm talking about Crimson Lady here. First consecutive repeat champion. That's a big deal. What really? Did you, have to, did you have to type that? You took away from one of the most incredible things done in Marvel sports. That is wonderful. Honestly, that is huge. Um. And it's a shame to see that marble go because it actually is bonafide injured and literally is dangerous to have that marble race if you don't want the marble like split in half or whatever. So um, it will be missed. Thanks for writing in Dave Knox. Um, MBT writes in with the Marble Bowlers Tour. The Marble Bowlers Tour is unscheduled to premiere in fall 2022. Utilizing the sports talents of 35mm marbles, the MBT will feature over 60 individual marbles in its first season. A formal press release expected late July. Now, I'm interested in that. Yeah, that seems like voice crack. They might that sounds like it could be very interesting. Like a new sport like kinda like how that marble baseball league almost started up for a bright bit and then just disappeared into the ether. Like maybe mm. this could be something that actually sticks around. I would like to see that. It'd be cool. Be cool. I think he sent a photo of the tour logo. Oh, but like like a logo they made. I mean let's take a look at it. That is that is wonderful. I actually am excited because marble bo- marbles and bowling kind of do seem to go together, so I'm that's kind of nice. Uh, marble bowl. Hey, the logo's not bad. Has like a globe type of feel to it. Um, maybe you can get someone like uh, Tim Tim Ritz to uh, spice that up. But honestly, um, logo's not bad to begin with. Good good stuff, man. Um, I can connect you with Tim Ritz if you want him. By the way, I, I talk to him sometimes. Um, anyway. Uh, dude, I'm excited for that. If you actually release videos, um, y'all talk about Stardust Track already. I came in late. What's Stardust Track? I guess it's the next track. And did they show? Oh, right, they show teasers for it in, on Twitter. It I does know. look dope. It looks very dope. There's a lot of planets. There's a lot of planets. I didn't. We did not cover this. Um, I also don't look at Twitter. So if it's on Twitter, uh, uh, yeah, of course they're doing boosters now. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a lot to say. I'm going to criticize highly their booster use if it's not very good. But um, I'm excited anyway to see how it goes. Um, Aesthetically, this this track might become my favorite just because they put a – it looks like they put a lot of effort into this one. You're going to like I'm excited to see it anyway. Um, no, I don't I don't check their Twitter though very often because I don't like Twitter. So, yeah. Yeah, fair um, enough. <laughs> so Richard writes in. Waff already pre-responded, but we always read his anyway because he always has some interesting – he has Richard's emails I like a lot because Richard will ask ask Marble Sports questions from the creator's perspective, trying to create something good. Like he will ask questions about like what how to order events, and it, it provides for some fun little analysis. Might give some tips to people trying to make Marble Sports. So I always like to read them. So he says dice push and long jump. He says for my dice push and long jump contestant round one, twenty four marbles top sixteen advances to semifinals. Okay, what? I have to restart. Okay. For my dice push and long jump contestant. A contest, maybe he was trying to say. 
Round, so for those two events, round one, 24 marbles, the top 16 advance to semifinals. Semifinals, 16 marbles, top eight advance to the finals. Finals, eight marbles. Okay, I think I can get that. The question is, should the results of round one carry over to the semifinals and the results of round two and the semifinals carry over to the finals, or should they start at each round at zero and only use the earlier rounds as tiebreakers? I would, I would lean... Oh, that's hard. I would Person, lean zeros. Yeah, I, I lean with the idea of like, like kind of like how in JMR, like you go up the bracket, you don't keep the score you did last time, right? Unless it's high jump. Yeah, but that's different, and only because, only because, sometimes, especially with something like dice push or block push, and I guess is really what it is, um, or in, especially actually in long, long jump too, someone can like like a marble or two can have like a fluke really crazy jump or push and they could just ride their round one win and do crappy in rounds two and three, but ride their round one win through when you're really testing for continued consistency, marble to marble, you're contesting, mm-hmm. Oh, can this team win and then win again and then win again? Not, Oh, can this team do so good in one round that can kind of be mediocre and carry it through? So I'd say zeros for sure. And then, yeah, you can use them as tiebreakers. It's good. Yeah. Uh, but before, so I, I'm just getting news about this. Apparently, people are complaining about this. Uh, Brendan, you do realize that red number three is a repeat champion, right? Red number three, repeat champion. Yeah, re- really? red number three is repeat. So Crimson Lady's not like the first. And even if it was, like, it's like I it's guess it would depend arm. if I consider Sand Marble Rally a professional Marble Force production the way I consider Marble League and Marble One to be. Brendan, they are two different types of races. I don't even think it really matters, honestly. Like, like, compa- like say, oh, you're a repeat champion in Marble One is different from being a repeat champion in Marble League, just as it's a different being a repeat champion in, in San Marble Rally, as it is being a repeat champion in RML. I don't, like, th- like, I don't know. I think it's kind of, re- like, just, like, people are gonna, people are probably like, complaining in the Marble base about the RML video when you said that, so I'm just gonna say right now, like, People, let's calm down. Like I, I get what, like I kind of get what you're saying, Brendan. But you did kind of just forget about red number three. There, I did forget. Okay, here's I'm gonna admit. Um, by the way, can you, um, can you make a note to clip this audio and send it to those people so they can get a full, so they can get a full understanding of that I made a mistake. <laughs> um, so here, so here's what I have to say about it. This is my response to that. First of all, yeah, I'll be honest. I forgot about red number three because honestly, San Marble Rally always takes a slightly lower place in my head than the other things. Marble League and Marble One. Um, my, I could see both sides in this, and obviously in the video I said all of marble sports. I actually did say all of the profession, prof- all of professional marble sports. You did. So the question then is, do I consider Sarah Marble Rally professionally produced marble sports the same way I consider M One and um, uh, um. What a blank on this marble, marble league. league. <laughs> yeah, you better, God. You better be careful. Your answer you um, might just dig yourself yeah. a deeper hole. No, that's okay. It's okay. Um, they know what I'm getting at. Sorry. So I'm, I'm trying to I'm reading chat at the same time. I, I the marbles are different sizes, so I yes. think they're different. They're like almost in, to me just like they're different things. It's hard to compare any racer from 
sand marble rally to a racer from like i'm not going to ever compare a savage speeder to red number three and and really feel like it's going to make sense did i make a mistake and forget yes but do i think (laughs) that in some degree it holds up yes can i go back and change the video at this point no you know why because bill doesn't care that's really why if you would if you were to message the uh racing marbles guy right now and let him know that i'm sure i i kind of don't think he's gonna be like oh well we better re-upload the video um he probably just enjoyed the exaggeration of it all um but now that it's like out i just feel was it like was it worth forgetting maybe i mean like in this case better better phrased in 16 millimeter marble professional produced marbles there you go that's crimson ladies the first Sure, and then some people are like, "Well, what about Cobalt and Showdown?" That's not a. That doesn't mean any. No, that's different. <laughs> that's that. Okay, that one I would argue for episodes on because that's I saw, wrong. I saw okay. that in the Marvel base just now when I looked that's, over there. The, okay, so but so to address that, um, Showdown is a precursor event to Marble League. To do well in Showdown is so you can compete in Marble League. If since Marble League, Marble Showdown is not the end of the line for that whole tournament, that's not the the crowning achievement. Then you can't call that. You can't call a repeat championship in Showdown because really think about it. The better you are, the further you are from a repeat championship in Showdown because then you won't be in Showdown twice. So that doesn't, it, it's, it's illogical to use that. I will say I forgot red number three, though. I'll admit that. Again, I don't know at, what to tell you. At, le- at least you'll make <laughs> made for, it. It made for an exaggerative statement in, in the commentary. Sure. Um, I, I, I appreciate that, that a lot of people are watching the RML videos, though, that are in the marble base and appreciating the content. Just think about all the other commentary I've done. Hopefully, hopefully that kind of balances out the mistake. Oh I my think, gosh! You got like I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been slacking on catching your your stuff. I don't know why it's taking me. Like I've been, I this just shows how d- like really zoned out I am sometimes. Like recently, like I need like that should have been such an obvious thing to catch up. I was like, wait a minute, what about red number three? Um, I would say, okay, so I would say in final conclusion, I just want to make sure I end with something clear. Apologies for forgetting. I think it's valid. I would, I would, I wish I could rephrase my statement to say in 60 millimeter professional marble sports. So I'm wrong on what I said, though I do make a distinction. There we are. Do what you you want with that information, but showdown repeat champions don't count. Okay. That's fair enough. Fair enough. They count less than if I made a marble competition in my bedroom, uploaded the the fuzzy video on my carpet and said, oh, well, (laughs) blue banana one twice in a row <laughs> you know like, I, I it doesn't you know um and that's not racing that's competition like the competition and racing aren't the same thing yeah it's not a championship i agree i do um Kobasa showdown gods put some yeah they have respect on their name but they're not crimson lady do you know what crimson lady is crimson lady in my opinion unfortunately she's injured so we'll never get to know this unfortunately crimson lady could easily easily put up a good fight against yellow wire red eye one on that like that's like i wish we could have seen someday like crimson lady yellow eye red eye speedy all in a race together yeah man i mean red number three different size so we can't even it's not applicable yeah we can't do that (laughs) you can't do that 
right. Boff, make a note to... Can you make a note right now to, to take this whole past couple minutes and then send me an audio clip and then I'll and then we'll make sure it gets sent around to people who are actually might want to hear what I have to say about it, I guess. I got, I I got you. I'll make yeah. sure to send it to you when, once it's finished. Wonderful. Write it down so it happens. Um, but anyway, let's finish up these emails with a couple more. This will be a longer episode, but I don't know. We, we enjoy doing this. Okay. So episode... This is uh, Overrated Underrated from James Gator, my uh, my video editor, by the way. Okay. Um, episode 125, um, he says, Episode 125, you said you'd be cool with people emailing these in. Yeah, under overrated, underrated. In general, I just think those are always fun to argue about, and I love talking. I love Term, who's in live chat right now. I love arguing with him, but I love arguing in general. So, um, Term, do you know I love arguing with you? I'm talking directly at him right now. No, really? Love talking to Term. It's actually one of my favorite things. One of my favorite pictures in my phone is of is that selfie of me and Term. Um, anyway, which is not even in my phone. I think it's in his phone, but whatever. <laughs> Brendan, stop getting distracted. Okay, <laughs> Term's here, so I'm talking to him. So, he, so yes, overrated, underrated. E- email those in. So here are two random ones for me. Overrated. <laughs> term says you're my favorite person to argue with <laughs> send a picture to the chat ah oh, term you're 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 really a blessing from heaven all right overrated orange juice agreed overrated orange juice underrated apple juice boxes based specifically based. i love apple juice boxes one time um one time i was uh i went out got coffee with this girl she's just a friend um friend now um and I remember, like, she got some crazy coffee from Starbucks, and I and I went up to the Starbucks counter and I picked up just the the apple juice box, and I was like, "Dils," you know? <laughs> Shit, my headphone fell. And she's like, "What? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Work. I'm getting this apple juice box." And she's like, "Oh my god, I remember that. It was silly, but the apple juice I, was good." I think I've had an apple juice box a long, long time ago when I was a kid. I haven't had one since. This was within the last year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Overrated. Huge dramatic TV shows, i.e. Stranger Things, Riverdale, Euphoria. Yeah, I'd agree to some degree, yes, unless the story is really good. Underrated. Joe from Blue's Clues. Steve is amazing, <laughs> but Joe was a better fit, in my opinion. Okay, that's it. XD. Um, Man, I think- okay. There you go. You go first. You go first. No, I, I can see Waff is like is like bursting. He's bursting at the seams, okay. like like if you squeezed a chip bag and it was about to pop. Go ahead. All right. So it sounds like you were also there the day the day that he left that 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 that, that sorrowful day. I was. I remember sitting in my living room back at my old house at the, for the premiere of the three part Joe special as Joe was introduced to the show mm-hmm. and Steve left us and. I, I, it's been so long since it's, it's a kid's show. I haven't rewatched it, but like, I enjoyed Joe. I did, but like, dude. Okay, there. The, the things that like, like the thing that exists in my brain forever is the the Blues Clues Christmas special. Like that gives me like that gives me such great vibes. And Steve is then that one. Steve is in my heart. I need to. Joe didn't give me episodes. I checked it. Like he only get he's like like eight or sixteen episodes. Like not very many. So. It's hard to compare the two. I have to go back and rewatch. Am I gonna actually go back and rewatch? I might go back Blues and watch Blues Clues. I've been through all Phineas and, and okay. Ferb recently. It's totally fun and to I'll, do that. <laughs> I'll, 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 well, Phineas and Ferb is rated G. It's meant for all audiences. Blues Clues was meant for preschoolers. But well, I, I mean, we're, I mean, we're we're doing a podcast about Marvel sports. I think Fair we're enough. within <laughs> the the category of. That being a possibility. <laughs> I'll go so I, I, might, I might actually, either for next episode or in two episodes, depending on how long it takes, Good I'll go back and watch it. some old episodes. 
of Blue's Clues with Steve, my favorite ones from Steve, and then I'll probably watch a good chunk of this, uh, the Joe ones, and I'll compare the two. It's been a while. You know what? I'm just realizing now. Okay, I'm going to respond to that in a second. I'm just realizing now that the ping I had in the marble base. No, no. I haven't checked the marble base since the episode came out about um, Crimson Lady. So I'll probably have a couple pings in there. <laughs> Send the Barney. Oh, my gosh. Term. Send the Barney episode I was in. <laughs> um, I will say I like both of them. I mean, Steve, I, it's, I, can't, I haven't watched Blue Clues in a while. I loved that show. It was one of my favorite shows as a kid. But I can't really speak to who I think is better. So I'm just going to go with Steve because Waff is with me. But I, I think both of them were good. Yeah. So I would have to watch again to choose. But I like both of them. I think both of them did exactly the job. They oh, I have four pings in the marble base, and they're around. So yeah, wait. People things okay, since Turn brought it up, I can't remember. I brought up the fact that I was at Barney once, right? I have um, I brought that up. Pretty sure. <laughs> like me, me, my family were in a Barney movie. Yeah. We were the- um, I'm pretty sure we brought that up before somewhere. <laughs> now I'm just looking through the whole thing. Um, it's like the MSB refused to cover smaller custom competition because they're not good quality and not as pot. Oh, so someone's, right, yeah, someone's getting upset that they say all Marvel sports all the time. And um, well, the, well, the idea is that if it's worth covering, would it cover it? We're not one channel specific. Um. He thinks it's unprofessional. Okay, so he's saying it's pretty unprofessional to call it Savage Beaters or SMR in the competition, and they don't know about the custom competitions. Um, so I don't think it was unprofessional to call it Savage Beaters. I honestly think it was a good thing, only, and this is much my opinion, I guess, because I'm acknowledging that the worlds of marble sports are, they're not, they're not, in, they're not independent of each other. Savage Speeder still exists while Crimson Lady also exists. So I kind of liked the meta of like being like, oh, we're in RML now, but in this universe of RML, there is also the Savage Speeders in their own universe in Marble League. And they kind of, they're all in that same Marble Sports universe. They're all there. They're all different, you know, um, they're not necessarily ever going to interact, but they're they're all there in the world. So I'm like, if you were to throw yourself into the marble sports world and it was real and sentient, and it was all the marbles that ever existed all in one special marble world, well, I mean, all the very high level competitions would probably know about each other since that's just this is how it is. Like you know, you, you know about all the big sports competitions in the world. I mean, it's just it would be common knowledge to to Marvel's highly involved in Marvel sports to know as much about the Savage Speeders than they would about Crimson Lady. Um, so in my opinion, calling that out is not necessarily unprofessional or professional. It's not even, it, it's not a question of that to me. It's just logical with the understanding that Marvel's all exist in the same world. So we're just like from the Marvel's perspective, because I guess we're assuming Marvel's are watching and listening to this in the role play se- se- um, sense. They are going to know about the Savage Beaters as much as they're going to know about Crimson Lady. They're going to, I mean, I know they would know about Red Number Three as much as they know about the Speeders and Crimson Lady too. So again, my bad. But the point being that I don't, I think that's logical in some way or just like sensible or at least cool to make a nod to other marble sports within one video. I mean, and Bill didn't like, I mean, I mean, Bill doesn't have a problem with it. He probably thinks it's fine. 
I mean, if he had a big problem with it for some reason, then I guess it would be unprofessional, but he would have said something like it's cause he watches through the whole thing. So, I mean, like I, I think it was just sensible. It, it just makes sense within role play. Um, I was wrong about SMR. Thanks for continuing to bring that up. Um, the reason, so the, just the other thing, um, saying all more sports all the time, that's our slogan. Now, yes, that slogan is kind of very, that's just a catchy thing. I mean, I guess we could work on updating our slogan. We haven't in about a hundred. When was that recorded, actually? Um, when was the, that recorded? Like, third episode in. So that was 130 episodes ago that oh gosh. Uh, uh, Mr. Cooper, some uh, Coop the Comedian, actually recorded that right. for us. So, um, yeah, is it outdated in general? Yes. The The idea is that just like just like if you go to like um ESPN or um like MLB network um and I, I can't give you specific examples but I know I've generally heard this this is how I came up with the slogan I've heard said I've heard it said in like big sports ch- um channels who cover like MLB who cover like NFL like all the football action all the time or all the best football action right here or all the best baseball the only baseball chain you know like that kind of slogans where it's like this is the place to be for information so that's the idea of the slogan it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I'm covering every single channel um the implication is that in the world of role play of marble sports, every marble who is into the sporting of marbles is not going to be following every mom and pop homemade um, in the world of marble sports. It would be just be marbles having fun by themselves competition. It's uh, they, they would follow the big professionally established ones. So I'm um, in the world of role play. It's MSW being like all Marvel sports all the time. All those professionally established things to some degree we're covering. Um, do we really follow a few? Because no, but we've talked about that. We haven't just ignored why, and, but and we used to, we used yeah. to, and they don't, they're hard to follow now too. Again, they've lost kind of their uh, structure, but that being said, Smaller custom competitions don't need to fall into that. The implication is just kind of like if you go to an MLB station and they're like, oh, all the baseball all the time or, or, or another form of that. Like, it's like we're just going to be covering – we're covering the big stuff and we're making sure we're analyzing it. Um, and like, like, and like I, here's the thing. Yeah. Like, like it is – okay, so put in perspective here. When, I, when I'm finally back to actually regular hours, hours I'm working five days a week from 7 a.m to 4 p.m. I don't have the free time to watch every Marvel sports competition ever without giving up my other hobbies of video essays and voice acting. Like it don't like it's easier to to keep up with this stuff when you're younger and you have that more free time. It's just not possible. But like the way I try to keep that worldwide section is I put other smaller channels in the scroll text at the bottom of the news and I put links to their channels. It's not as in-depth of coverage, absolutely not. But, like, not only would it be hard to keep up with all that, I'm not as interested in other channels, but I still want to include them. So I try to keep the whole worldwide aspect through that. Um, yeah, there is a live response. Thanks for pointing that out, I do. Um, and actually, the guy then says he he knew he knows he's coming off a little complainy. Um, and i just reading this part of the comment now. Um, and he, um, he says it makes sense. I don't cover it. Um... I guess it's, he does make a good point, though. If we cover the smaller stuff every once in a while, that that could uh, that 
that does reach a specific audience. Like a lot of the people who listen make their own thing. Like Richard makes his own thing, and Pesky makes their own thing, yeah. and they both listen a lot. So I guess that's fair. Yeah. It's just again what, what like just what like basically what Wafsha said. We have little time, but a lot to cover, dude. I could go listen. Um, and and this is this is by the way, just so this is clear, all this information. I'm assuming we're probably gonna make a little special recording that I'm gonna send out to people who have. This is not directed at the specific people, more just in general, because I actually I haven't really been in the marble base in a while, so I don't know what um, if people are confused about these general things, but at least for the crimson lady thing, whatever. Like it's we, I could talk for five podcasts worth just about like one of the races in JMR, right? I could talk for, like rapidly. I could go on and on and still come up with things that. Are, are to some degree useful information. So I, I'm saying like there's so much to cover and so much that can be said and so many different angles to take when doing analysis that it's hard to, it's like, it's hard to be like, all right, JMR, RML, all that we cover and cover and all right. Now let's talk about this thing that like, um, and granted, I, I respect everybody who makes Marvel sports cause it's mm-hmm. hard, but like, I mean, I mean, you know, something that's less than JMR or less than RML in quality, it's hard to make a whole segment for that right. because it's like it people. The majority of the people listening are like, okay, well, but I watch JML. You're talking about this competition. That's wonderful. You're giving them some time, but but you that means you're taking time away from JMR. I mean, it's like we can't record a million episodes, you know. So um, yeah, if if we had the free time to do it, I we, we would like like but we relearned early on. Like I remember when, that's why we did like the two parter system for the Melikus episodes. Like oh, we yeah. have so much to talk about. Let's do two parts. But then we're like okay, this is excessive. <laughs> we we had one two parter in our. No, we had like two two parters. I think episode one hundred was two parter, but for different reasons. But I don't know. All that being said, um, just want to point all that out. That like at least at least give some feedback. Um. At least a Crimson Lady part and the Cobalt's part will be a recording that you can listen to. I don't know. I don't like a special little one. I don't know if we're going to put the other stuff out because it seems like it's just the one guy and then he does not really, really have much of a problem with it. But um, at least I guess it's good to explain that stuff. It's good to read. I... We got way sidetracked. We, and we I'm, went from I, Steve uh... and Joe from Blue's <laughs> Clues to talking about what the, the whole nature of our very show's slogan and name. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I just like seeing the feedback sometimes and like responding to the comments because, like, not that I think that the that the that the criticisms aren't worth acting on. I'm just like, um, I guess want to point out maybe where I'm coming from on it. So and then see what they're coming from on it. And it's always good to kind of see the back and forth. Anyway, let's let's do the last email. Shit. Last email. Get We're out gonna of have here. to push off the rest of RML the next time. Basically, rest of RML, dude. Serpent smart, swirly, dude. It was actually a really exciting race end. That I was an exciting really... race at the end there. I'll give it was that. A... That was a pretty fun race. I don't know. You know, I guess the one thing that might get to me a little bit is like I've put a I do I do a, put a lot of effort into the commentary I do for RML. I've clearly improved over the last couple of years. I look at stats. I I I take all those stats and information into account. I study up on it a little bit. I um I am careful. Um, to prepare, I um, I really t- put my a lot of effort in to my commentary for RML, and I, and 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 I get good feedback most of the time. See you later, term um, about my commentary um, from people who like listen to it that I that I might show or like the people in the RML server, um, and. Like most of the commentary, like I like I say, I just put a lot of effort in, and I know that I'm I'm improving a lot. Oh, like every every 
video even. Um, so I, I guess every once in a while, I get, I mean, it gets me a little bit that like the one time I'm pinged in the marble base for RML, it's because I made a I made a um, a verbal mistake on some information instead of like, hey, dude, RML, you guys are doing great with the production. You're, you're uh, dude, you get better commentary every uh, every week there. You know, that would be nice, you know, something right um, because like, you know, maybe a little bit of a uh, of a balancing instead of just like, oh nothing when i'm doing all right and then like oh but wait wait did he just say crimson lady was the first one to repeat chat let's get on him so i don't know um so i don't know i'm just saying that they can get to you a little bit it's always the negative but uh, that being said let's do the last email back and forth return for m1 you do has to say Mo motorway actually became slower with the ramp because it's now just a sudden drop instead of a gradual slope you have a point but that one trouble point, the Sector 2 split, made for a race full of ups and downs. Yes. It was like a mini Muller Corner idea. A lot of passes mm-hmm. on that. Not as great as a Muller Corner, but still uh, the, the right idea. Um, those who were clean through it made the race. Those who rode it broke their race. CC pulling ahead yet again. They got a silver while their opponents fumbled. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. dude, they just, keep, they just keep applying major pressure. And honestly, I see them winning this season. That's my prediction. I think Crazy Cats. I mean, obviously that's a that's, that's, a, that's a very safe bet, Brendan. Yeah. But like, I mean, like we still have a lot of races left, and I'm I'm like confident. Like I would put like a hundred bucks on it right now because it's just too consistent on the side of the CCE. I mean, like there's I'm like I'm saying it from the from the perspective. Of, I don't think there's any other valid prediction. I I just don't think like I don't think any other team really has it in them to be consistent enough to out consistent the CCE. Out consistent, right? Um, but uh, good points made there. <sighs> well, after all that, that should. Jeez, uh... Louise! We went from an episode that was under an hour to an hour. Well, that's probably gonna be an hour and a half with everything else put together. Maybe when that's how it be. That's how it be. That's how it be on the MSW podcast. But, that should be uh, our slogan. <laughs> marble talk for hours. Some marble sports all the time. <laughs> right here. <laughs> I should change it to that. Just to bother that guy. Uh, that's going to do it. Roth, take us out when you're ready. We love Steve. We love Joe. And we love Crimson Lady. Yeah, indeed we do. Who's going to do? We can do right out of the podcast. <laughs> Roll on, marble sports fans. What? What? What?